Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. Rip is hanging out with Beth too much. This is the Bethification of Rip. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where the ranch comes before everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Amy Archer, I'm your host, and I'm here with my best friend, the meatball to my spaghetti. No, you're the spaghetti. I'm the spaghetti. Um, what up? Stephanie. Hi, Steph. What's up? Not much. What's going up with What's going on with you? What's, what's going, going up? up? What's going on? I can tell on? you what's not going up. Um, did you watch the Sister Wives trailer? I did. It was amazing. I can not Wait! Like, this is everything we've been waiting for with these people. I know, because what people don't understand is, like, how, like, I was trying to explain this to Mary Payne. She's like, so she told him to fuck off. What's the big deal? I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to understand how careful and conscious of the camera these people have always been. Mm -hmm. Like, even Mm -hmm. when Janelle under uttered that fuck you, like, she immediately caught herself. The the fuck Mm -hmm. you last season, remember? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And the thing for me with Janelle is she was always the Cody cheerleader. Yes. Janelle was always the, 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 the cheerleader of their lifestyle. I feel like always, she was always trying to be a voice of reason, trying to side with Cody. Like she was always, I always felt anyway, like the backbone of a lot of what held them together, I think. Well, and I, she literally I am paid so, for their lifestyle. I know she did. And I'm just, I'm here for it. And I am so glad that she's finally standing up for herself and for these people, the rest of the people, by the people, I mean the rest of the family that he's yeah. shit all over. I love it so yeah. much. Um, yeah. Did you see the photos posted? There was a wedding recently this weekend. Oh, right? from Gwen's wedding. Yes, yes, yes. And mm-hmm. Cody was there. Yep. And he's holding, I think, McKelty's baby. Did she have the twins? McKelty yeah, had twins? I think so. Yeah. So she's holding, yeah, because one of them is named Ace. How could we forget that? I know. I love um, it. So there is, um, he's holding a baby. Robin's holding a baby, I believe. Oh, I didn't see Somebody Robin anywhere. That was what I was going to mm-hmm. say. Like, I didn't see mm-hmm. Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do want to tell our, our, I do want to tell our listeners, especially those of you with audible sensibilities, Steph and I are are sniffling a little bit today because it is allergy season. So if you hear me sniffling, if you hear her sniffling, we're oh. doing our best to try not to do it, but I'm a mess this morning. <laughs> I am too. It's really bad. And I'm not somebody that usually has allergies and I was even mm-hmm. like pumping the allergy drops in my eyeballs this morning because I couldn't open my eyes. So yeah, bear with it's us. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. 
Um, there was one other thing I wanted to say about the Sister Wives trailer. Now I forget. Oh, I know what I wanted to say about Janelle, particularly. Um, I always felt really bad for Janelle because I feel like she settled. And we saw that, like, last yes. season when she was telling Christine, like, even though my marriage isn't good and we don't have intimacy, like, it's good enough. It's good enough mm -hmm. for me. Like, I don't want more than this. And it's like, girl, you need to want more than this for yourself. I know. But you know what I love so much is I think that her seeing Christine evolve Yes, I think 100%. really helped her do that. And I love that so much for her. I really do. Like, I am so happy that these people are getting away from that asshole. A hundred percent. And even though, like, we were not married to the same man, I feel like you and I kind of did oh. this. Like, I got divorced and then you got yeah. divorced. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you see somebody do it and you're like, it can be done. I mean, right. your situation was different. You had children. So that was right. much more complicated than me just walking away. But, like, right. there is some sense to that. Like, I'm sure I saw somebody do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, of you course. see someone do it and you're like, it is survivable. Just and then kind you're of like, like okay. how I had twins and then you were like, well, then I guess I have to have them. <laughs> <laughs> but even at work, I'm kidding. Like, we I'm had, kidding. We even at work, we had, like, a rash of people getting divorced all at one oh, time. Oh, yeah. Always, like, it, yeah. it can be contagious because people are For like, sure. oh, okay, can be done. So I feel like, Janelle, you're absolutely right. Saw Christine, saw her with David oh, Woolley or whatever, and was like, I need my own David Woolley. Here we go. And I love how Christine is, like, slinking into these pretty dresses and like she's really yeah. feeling herself and like she is what's so funny is like i'm looking at her through pictures and i'm like i totally know where she is in her own headspace uh-huh and uh -huh. we're seeing it in like her physical sense and it's just uh -huh. there's something kind of a little bit dorky about it but also like super fucking endearing that she's finally experiencing love and yes, i'm just and I, I love it so much for her me too and i love how like she in the trailer comes back to talk to Janelle and like you could just see like the lightness of her being because she just doesn't have to deal with this shit anymore. I and know. she's just like, oh, I know everybody's so angry, right? Like she's just and like also stirring the pot. <laughs> if David Woolley is listening, I just want him to know that he better be fucking good to her because if he turns out to be a bad guy, we're all coming for him. <laughs> You know, I will say this. I will say this. A lot of people said, oh, she jumped into this too quick, blah, blah, blah. We've heard a lot of that, okay? As somebody who in my previous marriage was married to somebody who pretty much was non-existent, I could tell you that Christine pretty much lived as a single person for probably the last five or six years. So she is 100% ready to to do this. Yes. And I would say probably even longer than that. Yeah. Because when I went back and looked, like I, because I did go back and rewatched all of the seasons, like within the last year, I think. Of course you and did, because that's what you of did. Of course I did. Because mm -hmm. you're, you're um, a better person than me. No, I just needed a refresher. But I feel like if you go back and rewatch, you can kind of see from the beginning that she struggled with all of this shit. But she made excuses for it for a very long time. And it's just yeah, crazy. Did. Like it was wild to me to be able to go back and see like, see, see, this was happening all along. And she kept yes. trying to stand up for herself. And yes. I don't think she ever, I don't want to say ever, but I do think that there were times when her standing up for herself looked bratty or just came off the oh, wrong. Well, like, yeah, to Cody it did. Took a hundred percent. And then he, I think, kind of had us all convinced that she was expecting too much or wanting mm -hmm. too much from this plural mm -hmm. family. But, like, the more that I watched and really delved into all of these seasons because I binged them, it was telling. Like, it oh, really yeah. is. I mean, it's worth rewatching. Season one, she is like, I am not happy. I do not I want Robin to come into the family. Like, I know. As, and no one listened. No one listened. No one listened. Nope. 
Um, all right, market. so let's let's get into Yellowstone. I'm going to timestamp this in the show notes so everybody knows when know, our sister wives chat stops. We and we're going to get into Yellowstone. Now, I will tell Ooh. everybody that Yellowstone, because of the writer strike and everything, season one is going to move to CBS in the fall. So on on CBS, like prime time, like 9 p.m., you're going to have John Dutton and his ranch. So tell Mm. your mother-in-laws, tell your grandmas, get watching that uh, cowboy drama because they will love it. And And it's it's going to be on Sunday nights, 9 o'clock, 9 or 10. It's actually, it's funny that you say that because my in-laws are watching it from the start right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They haven't seen it and I made them start watching it and they're obsessed. So I love it. Oh, Leo probably loves it. So does Daria. They're here yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. Well, we all like it for different reasons. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's start with Yellowstone <laughs> Season 5, Episode 2, The Sting of Wisdom. All right. So we start this episode back in time. So we start a little bit before the accident. As we remember, mm. Monica was driving crazy even though she was having contractions, she didn't let Tate take the wheel. I don't understand that. I still and will never understand that. I'm not blaming her, of course. However, you know, better choices not- could have been made. So we open up on the crash and Tate is coming to. And he's struggling to get out of the car. We see him cut his seatbelt off of him. And we learn Monica's in a field giving birth How- to the baby. Please, Okay. Please, we okay. need to we need to break this down for a minute. Okay, go ahead. Are we forgetting that Tate is also still a child? How Tate did she end child. up in a field and left that kid in the car? Or was she thrown from the car? Because it didn't look like she was thrown from it the car. It didn't look like she was thrown from the car. What I think happened is she came to, maybe tried to get Tate up and couldn't. Went to get out of the car, maybe to get help or, you know, something. Uh, and just started going right into labor. I mean, uh, labor's going to derail any plans that you I have. Guess. Guys, PSA, labor will derail your Friday night plans. <laughs> <laughs> your dinner so, plans are done. So she yells to Tate, get a phone, call an ambulance. And he can't find his phone. And I'm like, oh, this is me on any Thursday night searching between the couch cushions. There was something about watching that kid cut himself from those seatbelts that did, like, I was not okay. It was upsetting. I guess it was upsetting. upsetting. And I just, I don't know, I was thinking of my own boys at that age and just how traumatizing that is. And I just felt really bad. Yes. So it's a few days later and Tate is looking real mopey. He's, Mm. you know, got some PTSD, I'm sure. He's traumatized. Uh, Casey and Monica are lying in bed together and I just have a note here that I'm really glad that they didn't turn this storyline into them blaming each other. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that Monica wasn't like, cause Casey even says later, like, I'm sorry I wasn't here. I should have been here. She's like, nope, we're not doing that. And like, I'm really glad that they didn't do that. Cause these two, I I believe in their love. They are my dream couple. They are. I like them over Beth and Rip. I know I'm in the minority. But these two are the power couple that we all need. So here's the thing. I don't disagree with you on a lot of those points. I just don't think they're great parents to Tate. And that aggravates the shit out of me. I think she's a good mother to Tate. Why why is no one consoling Tate? No one is consoling Tate. No. Mm -mm. I don't know. I think you're so... I don't know. I mean... I've never lost a baby. Obviously, I think you would just be so devastated that you can't even. I don't know. I don't. I think Casey yeah. tries. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he does because it just that it. I feel like okay. So there's that scene where they're walking to the truck, mm-hmm. and Tate asks mm-hmm. if they're gonna try again, and I feel like that was a moment. Like I feel like Casey missed a moment of consoling that kid when he really needed it. Like they're treating him as an adult and that's really pissing me off. She's well, strong. She's a strong woman. We have to, you know, she, you lost a brother, but she lost part of her. And I get that, but we're mm-hmm. also still, this kid was still in a horrible accident where he almost lost his mother. Yeah, had to free good, himself from yeah. a seatbelt. And no, like why, why is no one, the only one you saw consoling him was Beth. 
Just saying. Oh, God. I'm um, just saying. Yes, that is that is a very good point. However, let's not forget the toxic environment Casey was raised in. It's all about machismo, being a man, being a man. And so oh, I think I even though he does a little better with that, there is still that in him. Do you know what I mean? And I do. It's all about Monica right now. It's all about Monica. So you're right. He says, you lost a brother and I lost a son, but she lost more. He was a part of her. So she lost a part of herself, if that makes sense. Thought it was beautiful. Mm. I love him so much. It was beautiful. I love him too. I love him too. I I just want more for Tate. Justice for Tate. Maybe John will consult Tate. John loves Tate. I know he does. And I think But you're right. Like Tate, let's not forget that he had to shoot somebody who was attacking his mother last season. I know, but this is my point. He's kind of been parentified from the beginning. You know what I mean? No, but like that's why I think like they're, a little sh- adult. they're shitty parents because he, sh- so, no kid should ever have to parent. I can't, this is, this is touchy for me. So Rip and Carter saddle up John's horse and they're heading out with Lloyd. And this is a hilarious scene because <sighs> yeah, it is. Rip is so impatient with Carter. He's like, God didn't add extra daylight to Tuesday, Carter, hurry the fuck up. And he keeps just yelling at him like, hurry the fuck up. Oh, this fucking kid. Come on. This is me getting my kids ready to go to school in the morning. I know. Me too. Me too. Um. And I love and I love how poor um poor Lloyd is always getting yelled at too. Lloyd, you handle this. Lloyd, take care of this. Lloyd, yeah. go clean that shit up. Lloyd, Lloyd. And yes. And he yep. just does it. Like, yep. Can't. Yep. So in Helena, John John Dutton has assembled his Avengers, his new team, and his new chief of staff is Jim Roberts. So there's there's this talk uh. of this education bill, like this trade school bill that John is supposedly pushing but has never even seen, and uh-huh. it's to fund this private trade school with two guys' names on it. So John, you know, being the Avenger that he is, he calls the guy in and he's like, which one of these two dudes is your buddy? Like, he's accusing everybody of nepotism, anti-government, like, you know, this whole thing. And he replaces him with Beth. He's like, Beth, you're my new chief of staff. That's it. Done. You got nothing else to do. He's literally like, meet my daughter, Beth. She's my new chief of staff. Get the fuck out of my office. I was like, oh, my God. It It was pretty baller. Like, I wish I could do that kind of move. Me too. It was hot, So actually. It's a little hot. A little hot. And I don't find him hot, but it's a little hot. I do. I do. So, really? I really okay. do. Okay. I do. I'm a little so embarrassed. So John and Jamie and Beth have this conversation about canceling the airport lease and funding. And Jamie rightfully points out that they can't do this. He's like, you can't cancel that lease. They will sue you. And I'm not talking about like they're going to sue the governor's office. They're going to sue you, John Dutton, right. and yeah. take the ranch. So if you remember, Jamie and Linnell were behind this leasing option. And we learn a little bit more about this later. But the land, they basically have leased part of the ranch to these people to build this airport. Linnell is backing Jamie up. I think those two are going to sleep together. Linnell and Jamie. Yes. Yep. Hmm, Do you notice how much she's been defending him, sticking up for him? I do. It's been a thing. It's been a thing, but mm-hmm. okay. I didn't so, I didn't pick up on that, but you might be right. And I just, you know, I have a, a note here that suddenly Beth seems to know her way around these real estate laws, outsmarting even the attorney general in the room and coming up that with I, the idea that the <laughs> land is not properly zoned, therefore they can't get the lease. Like, come on. I know. That annoyed come me on. as well. Yeah. Beth is mm-hmm. not, Beth likes to think she's the smartest person in the room all the time, but she's not always. No mm-hmm. one is the smartest person in the room all the time. Nope. So nope. Jamie wants to talk with John one-on-one. And Beth tells him, no, go do your fucking job. I hate her so much. Oh, I love her. The I rage. Love her. I love her. Um, I love her. I want to be look, her. I just want to annihilate. Like, you know what it don't is? Be I just Don't be her. When I'm full of rage, I just want to be able to morph into Beth and, like, annihilate everything in my path. In, but, like, only you know in the way is. that she would. You know what it is, though? Like, it just comes off so pathetic. Like, it just comes off like, oh, you wounded little bird. Like, who hurt you? Of course. That's how it comes off. Do you know what I mean? I like, know. It doesn't, 
It doesn't come off to me anyway, like, oh, you're a badass bitch. It comes off to me like, oh, you're just a hurt person and you're miserable. I know, but I guess I feel, like I said, I connect with Beth. So I have, like, I actually think that there have been times that I have acted that way. Maybe not to that extreme. (laughs) But, like, I think I have acted in ways where it's like, okay, Stephanie, calm the fuck down, you know? And I'm just like. I think there are times when situations do call for that. Yeah. Like, when she shuts guys down in bars, like, I'm here for that. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't know. Like, she just comes so hard for everybody. It's uncomfortable. I would not I be able it. to be around this person. I love it. So Jamie, um, oh, so Linnell gives John a reality check. She's like, John, listen to me. To change, you need to change laws to crush market equities, and to change laws, you need favors, and to get favors, you need to give favors, which means you need to play the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. She tells him Jamie granted the lease because he's like, you're the one who got me into this situation. She's like, no, John, I didn't grant the lease. Jamie did. And he was wise to do so because if he didn't, the state would have taken his land. So basically they have this land board and it's made up of five people. And the attorney general is one. And I think Linnell was one, the governor. And the other three people were all, all their campaigns were funded and they were in bed with market equities. So she's like, if they had gone before that land board, they just would have taken your land. Right. I know. At least now you still own it. See, this um, is where I actually thought John was being a huge dick. Like, he's so not fit for his office. It's actually pissing me off. Like, I'm annoyed by him. And I love him. Like, I just admitted that I have, like, a secret crush that I'm a little embarrassed of. But Well, I mean, this is what happens when you let people who hate government and don't believe in government into the government. I know. I know. They don't understand how it works. So bad. You know what I mean? Like I know. Ugh. I mean, I, I I get his I understand his mindset and where he's coming from, but like you need Linnell's right. Like you need to work within the system to change the system. The system yeah. is there. You're never gonna take it down. You know what I mean? I know. So um she says the minute you cancel that lease, that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna take it before the land board and you're gonna lose your land. She says, don't be a shitty politician. Play the game or the game plays you. And then Linnell says, I'm here for another month. Use me. And he says, that's a refreshing thought. And she goes, that's not what I meant. So another <laughs> hint at them banging. So wait, is heading- ho- hold on a second. Go ahead. Do you think you think Jamie's going to sleep with Linnell? Yes. Oh. Yes. That's what I thought you said. But okay. I think that's going to happen. But, but who says use me is John? Yes. Well, Linnell says use okay. me and John says, oh, that's oh, right, right, right. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. She's, no, notice that she and John are very flirtatious, but they're not acting on it. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know I'm a huge fan of therapy. But what you may not know is you don't need to be in crisis to get help. See, we all carry around stressors, big and small, whether it's stuff at work, stuff with our kids, caring for our parents, even navigating friendships. Therapy is a safe place to work through those challenges. Therapy has also been a lifeline as I parent my teenage daughters. Working through some of my own stuff has made me a better mom. If you're thinking of starting Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to fit your schedule. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who fits your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LittleMissRecap today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LittleMissRecap. True. 
And in the past, they've acted on it many times. So I don't know what the difference is here. I know. I know. It's weird. So Beth heads over to Jamie's office and there's door slamming and whatever. She says, never contradict him again. And when he says, jump, you start hopping. And Beth reminds him this isn't his family because he's adopted. And I just wrote, Jesus Christ, dude. It's not his fault he's adopted. I know. That was annoying. Mm. I'm with you on that. And she says, your political career was over the day you chose your father over mine. You're Uh. in prison now. And if you ever forget it, I'll put you in a real one. She wants him to move home on the weekends so that she can keep an eye on him. And she's like, say yes, ma'am. And he says, yes, ma'am. And I wrote, please, somebody just kill her. Please. Let's (laughs) end this character. (laughs) I love her. I have like a love hate. I I love her so much. Listen, you are, you are, you are in the majority. I am in the minority. Most people love her. I can't. Really? Because in my experience, I'm the only one that loves her. No, I think she's like a fan favorite. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. None of the people I know like her. So Monica's not doing well. She is sitting on that beautiful porch that they have. And Casey's sitting there and she says she wants to have a funeral for the baby, but she just wants it to be them. Casey says, I should have been here. And she says, nope, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do the should have because I could should have myself to death. And then she says she wants to bury the baby at the ranch so they'll always have access to him. And she asks Casey if this is what he saw when he said he saw the end of them at the end of his vision. I I know we spoke about this last week. Yep. And he says, no. And he says, the end of us is something I would have to choose. And then he holds her on his lap and she sobs. And I just wrote, please make it. I believe in their love. (laughs) But he says, and I'm never going to do that. So I, know, I know he's just amazing i know he's amazing and he's so hot so now we have the cowboys wrangling some cows up and i had to put my dog away because she was going bananas <laughs> fucking nelly and they find a cow that appears to have been eaten by wolves but ryan says he doesn't think wolves killed this cow and he wants to call casey dutton livestock cop <laughs> so ridiculous it is so and ridiculous. Rip says, no, no, no. After With all that Casey's going through, we'll deal with this ourselves. Mm. And then we have this like little scene where Walker finds a stray calf and they return him to the pack. And I'm here for anything Walker does. Yeah, I know. So, I don't know. Rain up a calf, chop down a tree, whatever you gotta do. Yeah, whatever. Um, now Sarah Atwood. Oh, go ahead. Do you have a thought on that? Yeah, I was just gonna say these scenes when they're in like the wil- the wilderness of the mm-hmm, beauty mm-hmm. of the- Montana. Yep, was really really starts to upset me in a real weird way because those are scenes of like images. I feel like of our planet that some of us are never going to see because we're just ruining our planet. And it's just hurt. It hurts my heart, truly, that it's just not going to be anymore. Yep. Yep. Oh, I hate that. Um, I agree with you. There's a part of me that is like, I could totally live in that wilderness and never again come back to a city. <laughs> a billion percent. <laughs> but I also like, like, I don't know. It sounds stupid to say, oh, I like things to be walkable because you can walk anywhere on that ranch. But like, I do like the conveniences of having a city where you have things Mm -hmm. near you. Of course. I just mean like the beauty and the purity of untouched land that we just don't see and that we're probably not going to see. Timmy always says to me, like, they're not making any more land. Like, that's what you need to, to buy and keep and hold and preserve. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now we have Sarah Atwood arriving at Market Equities, just as John is calling a press conference to pull their funding. Now, over at the Dutton camp, Jamie gives John the executive order, but says, I must warn you, as the attorney general, signing this is war. And John says, they're raping our family. No, they're (laughs) they're not raping our family. Nobody's going to rape a Dutton as long as I'm around. <laughs> I'm John Dutton and no one rapes my family. 
<laughs> they're raping our land. They're raping the land our family has bled into for over a century. We're already at war. Okay, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now John comes out and he gives some crappy speech about freedom and how building more strips building more strips the freedoms of clean air and schools and blah blah blah. And it's not progress. It's an invasion that ends today. And he pulls funding for Paradise Valley immediately. And Jamie, the state attorney general, stamps it. And I wrote, how is this not nepotism? Three members of the same family are up there running the state. I know. I know. It's actually, it kind of pisses me off a little bit. Yeah. It's everything we hate about Politics. government. Politics, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at Markwood Equities, they want a cease and desist in front of the judge right now. They're like, this cannot happen. And again, just like Ellis previously, Sarah notices Jamie is moping. Jamie's got to stop moping publicly on television. And she says, that's the one. I'm going to start with him. I'm going to pick him. Is Sarah the slug? Is Sarah the slug? What do you mean? Who's Sarah? Sarah's the woman they bring in to seduce Jamie or do whatever. Oh, that's her name. The dark haired one that kind of reminds me of Linnell. You know, I'm bad with the names. This is why I yeah. have to talk yeah, them yeah. out sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Wait, okay. that's Who's Sarah. Who's a slug? Uh, the little blonde lady. Doesn't she look like a little uh, slug? Carolyn? She's like, Ugh. yeah. yeah. She, she looks, looks like she's like this and she's stuffed in her outfit and she's yelling and she's throwing things and she's looking, she looks, she can't move. Like, she it's reminds me of a slug. Actually. She reminds <laughs> She reminds me of it, and I don't even know how she could be the lady from Poltergeist. I've said that before. I don't know. Okay. No, she reminds me of, like, like a slug. Like a human slug. You do a pretty Mm -hmm. good imitation with the voice. She's the the slug, just so you know, going forward. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) Beth arrives somewhere, and this valet is like, hi, Miss Dutton. And she's like, it's Mrs. Mm -hmm. I'm an honest woman now. Um. You're not Mrs. Dutton. That would be like you're married to your I father. I know. What is Rip's last name? We don't know. Is it Van Winkle? Is it Torn? We don't know. It's Rip. Is it Torn? <laughs> um, he, he comments on her car and how high the payments must be. Listen to me, valet. Mind your own goddamn business. What are you talking about really? my car payments for? And yeah. she's like, I found that the payments have an inverse relationship to the length of my skirt. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was, mm-hmm. I actually thought that was annoying. Sorry. Yep. That was so super now the, annoying. Now the cowboys are cowboying and things take a real dark turn. Real dark oh, turn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like everybody's fine. Carter's riding John's horse. Lloyd's like, you're doing such a good job. Everybody's happy. Everything's good. And then all of a sudden you see Carter fall. And we realize that John's horse has stepped in a hole and has broken its leg. Rip starts screaming at Carter. I know. And then he shoots the horse right in front of Carter. And Carter cries. And I just wrote, Rip is hanging out with Beth too much. This Mm. is the Bethification of Rip. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. I actually thought he was going to make Carter shoot the horse. I was surprised that he did it himself. I truly thought when he grabbed that gun, I'm like, he's going to make that kid shoot this horse. I'm completely surprised that he didn't do that. I really thought that's where this was going. Listen, you need to bury a body or you need a crime covered up. Rip is the guy you call. Yeah. But he doesn't need to come so hard on these. Oh, wait, that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. (laughs) He doesn't need to, to, to be so difficult with these children. <laughs> yeah, he he's need to come so, so hard rough. on these boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, for clarification, Rip isn't coming on anyone's children. <laughs> no, no. None of that's happening. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. So Beth is at a bar and some dude is hitting on her and he's a professor at Northwestern, I guess. How um, did she, you know, but like, okay, I... Sorry, I just wanted to break this scene no, down for a go minute. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have you ever been in a situation where a man approaches you at a bar in that way and talks to you like that? Okay, I have I've not... never been in a situation where a man approaches me at a bar. Okay. But I don't either. look like Beth. Well, me either. You know, but... apparently this is a thing. Everybody goes up to her. 
Is it because of the way she looks, though? I hadn't even thought of it that way. Like, I'm just saying I have never been approached by a man in that manner as an adult, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, I can tell you stories of being sexually harassed and assaulted as a teenager in school even. Sure. But, of course. but like, I mean, I don't go adult, to bars by is, myself, though. I guess I'd. No, I haven't either. I have been in a few hotel bars by myself, though. Like traveling yeah. with work and stuff. I have yeah. been in many hotel bars by myself, especially in the last five years. Um, I think I give just, off a real unapproachable vibe, though. I think I do, too. Actually, I think someone has <laughs> told me that. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just like, stay away from me. I don't yeah. want to talk to you. Um, I don't know. I, right? First of all, it just how didn't know feel so much real. about this guy? Exactly. Again, you're not the smartest person in the room. And here's where I agree with you on Beth being overwritten. This scene was so annoying. And I love her, but this was annoying and it was even a stretch for her. It pissed me off. Although I will say, by the end of it, I'm like, she actually did act it pretty well. And the fact that she, that was a long dialogue that she spit yeah. out real fast there, which was really impressive, but it was annoying. Yeah. With yeah. Well, and again, there's this anti-intellectualism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're a professor at Northwestern. Being a professor yeah. at Northwestern is a pretty big deal. Yeah. So being a like, professor, period, yeah. is a pretty like, big we, fucking deal. Can we just stop shitting on shitting people on, who are yeah. in education? You know what I, I mean? Can't. So you know now she's with it. John and they're meeting with Ronnie and some other dude from the planning commission. Mm-hmm. And they're like, John, we don't understand why you're here, why you're trying to kill this airport deal, because Linnell and your son, like, pushed it down our throats, and now you want to squash it. And John says, you really want 30,000 people from the Bay Area out here putting up a Starbucks where your fly shop is? That is a good okay. one. Okay, I have something to say. I have something to say, and I'm sorry okay. if it's going to offend people, and it might. Um, okay. If you've spent any time in the state of California, they are some of the most eco-conscious people I've ever met in my yeah. life. Try yeah. to find a fucking plastic bag or a plastic straw in California. You will not find it. They they live and die by the ocean. They take care of it. They're very into conservation. Agreed. You do not, you do not, like, this is kind of like people think they own patriotism. Like, John Dutton does not own the idea of environmental preservation. <laughs> you I know. know what I mean? Like, but I mean, I'm admittedly have never been to California, but my husband, Patrick, lived there for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but he will even tell you that there are parts of California that, like, you wouldn't want to walk through. So, of course, there are. Of course, there are. But there are also large swaths of it that really, you know, depend on oh. the oceans being healthy. Dude, a hundred, there is no mm-hmm. question that like California is killing it in that regard. I'm just yeah, saying. And like, are there, are there yeah. parts of California that are super dangerous and not very nice? Of course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. John just didn't know what he was talking about. It was annoying. But the people that he is referencing here, 30,000 people from the Bay Area, I mm-hmm. would guess that the people in the Bay Area are pretty eco-conscious. Come at me if I'm wrong. I, I might be wrong. Like, you might oh, know no, someone I, who you, you're right. burns tires in their backyard in San <laughs> I don't know. But it's just, like, it's this idea of, like, your dedication to the environment does not, is not governed by where you live. Right. And I'm sick of that stereotype. Okay. Right. Like, I'm so sure they're going to move there and turn it all into a Starbucks. Okay. No. Like they want it for what you want to keep it for. They want it because it's pristine and beautiful. You know what I mean? Like I don't think they're going to yeah. move there with the I don't no, know. No, but like I get his point because that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier is like what I think he's trying to say is no they don't want to look at a fucking Starbucks. Nobody right. wants like even though the land is pristine and beautiful, he's not wrong. They want to build an airport on it. What's in an airport? Starbucks, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. McDonald's, it's all just that these shit. Sweeping generalizations I that know. I can't deal with. I know. So and and you know I feel the same way when people when you know Carolyn the slug was like, oh these fucking hillbillies. Like not everybody in Montana's mm-hmm. a hillbilly. I know. Like I feel the same way. Like knock it off. Okay. Yeah. So. Kyle and Ronnie, the planning commission guys, are like, you 
you will kill hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes for this county if you pull out of this airport. And Beth says, of course, Beth, smartest person in the room. Well, Mm -hmm. where's all the sewage going to go for these? Like, they haven't thought about this. Okay, I've built a house. And I had to get the plans drawn up. And I had to do the land surveying. And I had to do all of that. They are on it when it comes to the septic system and where the sewage is going to go. Like, they haven't thought this out already. They've thought it out. Let me tell you. I know. So, John says, I need you to kill the request to rezone. And he said, a lot of people, they say, a lot of people in the Valley support the, the airport. And Beth is like, oh, no, those out-of-staters support it. People who have no vote. And Kyle and Ronnie say, well, they might not have no vote, but they have money. And, you know, we like money. And John says, when was the last time a governor gave you his word? <laughs> I give you my word. That you two will still be in office and there will be no litigation. And he's like, I only need two votes. Do I have them? And he says, when you deny, they say yes. Mm-hmm. And he says, when you deny the building permit, I'm revoking the lease and putting the ranch in a conservation easement. There will be nothing to litigate. And they're like, why didn't you just say that? Sounds good. Awesome. Amazing. Now, Beth freaks out because she's like, if you put the ranch into a conservation easement, we can't sell off pieces of it for money or to cover the taxes or anything. We can't develop it. No one ever can. We can lose the whole thing. And he says, it'll be whole, honey. That matters more than anything. So mm. he's basically shooting himself in the foot here. Because as we recall last oh, season, yeah. that ranch puts out more than it takes in. Mm-hmm. So oh, we know. Yeah. So them having little pieces that they can sell off is, you know, vital know. to keeping them going. I know. He just isn't getting the big, he's just not getting it. So irritating. Well, again, it's the ranch before everything. Yep. Yep. So John arrives at the ranch and Rip is there to meet him. And Rip tells John about Carter's accident and how they had to shoot the horse. And John's not upset. He's like, you know, that's part of the deal of riding. Like it happens. And then Rip and Beth go bang for like 17 hours. Uh Now Colby and Ryan... Colby and Ryan are night hunting the wolves because Rip had said to them, remember, like, go take care of those wolves. Yep. So they shoot them and they're using thermal cam at night. And afterwards, they find out the wolves are from the Yellowstone Park and they have beacons on their collars. And Ryan is freaking out because he's like, these these are super popular wolves. They They have have Facebook pages. I know. And he's like, we're fucked. And so he's like, let's just take the collars and keep them moving until I can think of what to do. Okay. Isn't that wild? I know. Now, without any warning again, we have this flashback. And I'm like, who are these people? And then I realize it's a flashback. It's a young John Dutton. Do you know that actor? Do you know where he's from? He's yeah, the you guy do. Come from, on, get there. I do. Is it Sweet Home Alabama? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Very good. I know. Yes. He's the guy that blows the glass in the sand. The guy she like ends up with. Yes. 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 Yeah. I loved him in that movie. Same. He's amazing. What? And he's super handsome. He actually is-, is the perfect person to he was like a perfect cast, I feel like, for a young John. I thought anyway. Right, but a young John. You'll see. Um, I have I have a problem with this. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. I know. So <clears throat> John, young John Dutton finds some dead fish and some dead elk. And there's clearly something in the water that's killing people off. Killing animals off, not people, animals. So I have a real take, problem with the animals I that know. get killed in this show. It, I know. <sighs> so they take the helicopter up and they find this construction site. And they land the helicopter. John gets out of the helicopter Walks right up to this dude and punches him right in the fucking face. (laughs) And then pulls a gun on all of them. Like, wow, okay, coming in hot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he tells them they're spraying shit in the creek and it's killing his cattle. And the dude's like, hey, this is EPA approved and I'm putting a cell phone tower here and I don't give a fuck what you say. Now now then he deserved the punch in the face. But like, hear him out first. I I know. John takes his business card and he leaves. 
that night they come back and they take all of the chemicals and baby rip gets in the bulldozer and the skid steer and they drive them off cliffs now those are probably 60 70 thousand dollar pieces of equipment that they're trashing then they drive to the dude's house and they spray it with the chemicals and he catches them they knock him out he wakes up the next day and he's burnt all over his body and shit it's wild wild but here's my thing like they have modern technology they have like like I felt that that was maybe only 20 years ago Mm. right I don't I mean maybe 2030 like like do you look that drastically different from the time you're 40 to 65 do you look like a completely different person Like, couldn't they just have younged Kevin Costner down is my... Oh, see, I didn't think it... I See, and I don't... I guess that... I didn't think it's that... I don't think it's that drastic. It it just came out of nowhere for me. I was like, who is this dude? I know. Okay. So, Beth and Rip are taking a break from their banging when his phone rings. It's Colby Mm. and Ryan. And Rip's like... Rip gets there and he's like, why'd you shoot the ones with the collars? Like, he's freaking out. Um, so you commit a crime in the middle of the night, you get one phone call, who do you call? You. Am I your rip? Mm-hmm. I come out who there and take charge of shit. I would call mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. So Rip takes the collars and he's like, we have to move like wolves and get these collars back into the park. And then we get some actual Yellowstone footage, like footage of the park, which I was I enjoying. Yeah. And they tie the collars to logs and they put them in the river. And Rip says, don't ever tell a soul. And uh, Ryan says, yeah, no shit. We could go to jail for like a decade. Next morning. Can you imagine though? What? Going to jail for a decade? Actually going to jail for a decade for accidentally killing a wolf. Well, it wasn't accidental, but killing the wrong wolf. I know. I know. This this plays (laughs) into my getting wrongfully imprisoned. Yes. I know. Mm. Oh, I hate it. I hate Speaking it. of fears, thanks for making Zelda from Pet Cemetery show up in my feed yesterday. No, see, I'm sorry. Jesus. I really am. But when I did that, I'm like, see, it's not that scary. No. Like I didn't it find is. it to be that okay, I'm sorry. I thought it's- I thought maybe I was softening the scare, being like, see, it's a guy and it's dressed up and it's just a guy. That's what no. I saw, because I didn't think it was scary at all. I and love I don't how your love sister, Zelda. your sister was like, this is the scariest piece of film ever. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Zelda <sighs> in Pet Cemetery, you are not human if you're not still terrified of that person. <sighs> I know. Oh, I'm sorry. God, I really was like, dreams. oh, look, I'm like, look, it's not that scary anymore. See, no, it's, it's just scary. a guy. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. It's not scary. Okay, so the last scene is Clara. Waking up on the ranch and she's really impressed by it. And she's like, you know, what does it take to keep all this? And, you know, he gives one of his big speeches. And then at the end, we see one of the collars gets hung up in the river on a branch. I don't know what that means for us, but this is going to come back to haunt us. Yeah, it is for sure. Mm -hmm. So that's where we leave the Duttons. 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 All right. A couple things. raping the Duttons. Ain't nobody raping no duns. Okay. So we didn't talk about the casino. There's a scene in the middle of the show where they're walking through the casino. With Thomas Rainwater and Mom? Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just want to break down. I just want to break down how fucking weird casinos are. And I do not understand the appeal to a casino. It's cheesy I I just, I don't understand. I don't. It's like the cheesiest, weirdest place that anyone would choose to spend time. For all of the things on the planet, I cannot understand why people are so into casinos. They're gross and stupid. Nobody, this is going to come as a surprise to no one, that I have a moral stand against casinos. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't like them because I feel like they swindle older people out of their money. I don't. They I don't do. like gambling. I'm not into gambling. And I don't do you want to know a lottery? Like in Pennsylvania, the oh, lottery yeah. supports older Pennsylvanians. A, so like I'm a for billion that. percent. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no. I don't like and casinos like, and I don't like mediums for that reason. I just don't, I just don't like, I hate casinos. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just always so intrigued by people that like live for the casino. Cause I'm just like, ew. I'll go to a casino once in a great while. Like, I don't know. We'll Uh, be like, oh, let's go down the casino. And only because Timmy's really good at gambling and wins money. Oh, no. I've been married 17 years. We've probably been to a casino twice. All right. I've been with Patrick for what? I don't know. Long time. 13, whatever. A bazillion years. You met him at the casino. We met in a casino. And that's the only time I've ever been in a casino. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And it was accidental. I was there because we were having a going away party for a girl that I worked with. Right. And I like went begrudgingly because I hate casinos. Mm-hmm. And I met mm-hmm. my husband there. Ironically, he hates them too. And we've never been back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think I they're mean, weird. I I never, I guess, have the money to participate in a casino. I mean, um, that night that we met at the casino, I think we both put like 20 bucks in a sh- in a slot machine just to see what the fun mm-hmm. was. And I lost mm-hmm. $20 in like less than 42 seconds. Like, no. Mm-mm. Dude, we'll go down. We would go down. We, I'm telling you, we maybe three times. And Timmy would be playing blackjack and win like $500 out of like 50. And the one time he's like, oh, I really got to pee. I'll be right back. Watch this for me. I'm like, okay. I pissed it all away while he's in the bathroom. The entire stack. Because I don't know (gasps) how to gamble. And he comes back. He's like, what'd you do? What'd you do? Oh, no. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm a terrible gambler. Terrible. I don't don't know. I mean, I have Mm -hmm. zero desire. Which is why I also have no desire to go to Vegas. I know everyone loves the strip and says Mm. everyone should experience it. I have zero interest in ever stepping foot in Las Vegas. Do you know why I want to go to Las Vegas? This is so lame. I really mm. want to see the Hoover Dam. I really want to go to the Hoover Dam. I mean, it's I an engineering see, marvel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I really want to see, see that it. Would be interesting. But that's, but that's it. not. I don't want to go that, to the Strip. Yeah. I just want to go there. But like the Hoover Dam to me has nothing to do with the Strip. So like right. I don't. Right. I don't. These happen to be in the same yeah. spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right, guys, come at us and let us know. Do you hate Vegas? Do you hate casinos? Does so before, is someone raping your family's land? <laughs> before we tie it up, I want to know. We didn't like what did what are you loving and what are you not loving? Okay, so I'm loving the Monica and Casey storyline. I feel like I'm. I 100 thought they were going to go the way because, I mean, you know the work I've done with school shooting survivors marriages often break up after the death of a child like that's just how it is it's very hard to hold it together somebody always blames somebody else there's trauma there's guilt there's you know everything the fact that she's like no you know nobody's responsible for this like she seems to to want to put it behind like that is refreshing to me i'm Mm -hmm. like this is refreshing i'm glad we're doing Mm -hmm. this agreed what i'm not liking is is beth I mean, she's just off the rails. And let me put it this way. Season one or two, Beth, I did not hate as much because I felt like, okay, she's angry when it's appropriate. She puts people in their fucking place when it's appropriate. But like now it's like all the time. And like this, like Beth knows more than anybody in the room is just real annoying. I know. I also think that comes, I think that comes from John giving her too much power though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Like, he's yeah, allowing right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Okay. What I am not loving is Rip. He's kind oh. of pissing me off. And I love Because he's Rip. being so mean to Carter. He's being so mean to Carter, and I don't like how he bosses Lloyd around. Lloyd's an old man. <laughs> Lloyd you is are an a old... Lloyd. You are a Lloyd I am. defender. I am. I will defend Lloyd until my last breath. Lloyd yes. looks and reminds me of my father. <laughs> but there's just something so endearing Lloyd about Lloyd. I, I am. Yeah. Like, 
there's something so endearing about Lloyd, and he's always shit on by somebody, mostly Rip. Yeah, remember when I they just beat the shit it. out of him in the bunkhouse last year? Yeah, no, yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like Rip showing up and just being a dick, and like it was funny in the beginning, him losing his patience with the kid, and I get all of that. Yeah. But yeah. then the shooting of the horse, and like I, I hated Rip in this episode. I'm over Rip this one. I'll, I'm okay. sure I'll love him by the next one. It's fine. I just wasn't feeling him this time okay. um but i just you know i love lloyd okay, and i so love lloyd, lloyd in this episode mm-hmm. and he okay. didn't even have a huge part i just love how lloyd knows when to be soft with people yes and it just i just love lloyd's interaction with that kid lloyd mm-hmm. is the heart so of the bunk i know I know. I mean, he got a little weird last season when they were making him like be jealous over this twenty-five-year-old girl. I know that was like, weird, and he I thought know. he was going to compete with Walker. What? I know, Lloyd. Oh, look, I know. look, look, Lloyd. If you're listening, come closer. <laughs> you had your time, Lloyd. You had your time. Let the Walkers of the world date the twenty-five-year-olds. Okay. I know. But Lloyd, if you're find listening, yourself a nice fifty year old woman and and just be gentle and nice. I know. Not get off. Lloyd, if you are listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> John Dutton, if you're listening, don't break my land. All right. Okay, guys, here's what's coming up on Little Miss Recap. Um, Jenny and I watched the Wham documentary. We put that out. Leslie and I will be back with And Just Like That, which we might Ugh. be seeing the last of Che Diaz because they and Miranda broke up. So can't you know, see my fingers are crossed. Fingers crossed. And um, Amanda and I are going to start recapping Yellow Jackets season one. So we're going to oh, nice. be doing that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So sweet. We, we have a lot of content coming at you. And uh, awesome. You know. Also, we have that special edition of me breaking down the Sister Wives trailer and mm-hmm. the special episode of Jenny and I talking about the Emmys, which was supposed to be in the front of the Wham! episode, and we talked for 30 minutes, so I'm like, I need to make this its own episode, because everybody <laughs> will hate me. <laughs> Alright, so, um, Steph, you and I will be back with episode three next week. Leave us a review. That's all I got. Yeah, leave us a review, guys, and slide into our back door. Friends group. Friends group. <laughs> I mean, not my actual back door because no thanks, right. but Amy might right. be up for that. Right. She's the slide one that welcomes into- all things anal. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Slide into our back door, friends. And we can uh, find you on Facebook and we can hang out in there. We have fun in that love group. It. We do. We're having a good we time. Do. I love yeah, it. I love it time. so much. If you don't want to objectify Tom Pelfrey, don't come in because there's a lot of that going on. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Leave us a review wherever you listen and stay subscribed because we got a lot of content coming at you. Oh, oh, and I launched my Patreon. I forgot to say that. So so we do have a Patreon now if you want to support the show. Uh, you join at the $5 tier. Everything is commercial free. The $8 tier is where you're going to get your reality binges and your special stuff. So Sister Wives Season 18 will be on that $8 tier. So jo- join up. Can't wait. And then um, there's a special Goldie tier, which is like, you know, for those of you who just want to throw money at us. So that's there. But every dollar you pledge, you know, helps keep the lights on. Helps with the costs of all the services I have to subscribe to, all the advertising I have to do to try to get people to listen. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Alright, and Steph, thank you. Thank you. Love you. And I will see you later. Love you, bye! Love you, bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.